This is Steamboat Chatter, a new podcast with your host, Duke. Today, we've got Garrett Bach, who's an artist interested in all things strange steamboat. I'm the middle school art teacher. Uh, I've been that for a few years, but I've worked for, I would say, probably about 20 years now. I've considered myself a working artist, or at least trying to be one. Yeah, and it's it's pretty much become what I do nearly 24-7 right yeah. now. It's pretty crazy. So yeah. I, it's my job all day to make art with kids, and then... I go home and I'll do painting or right now I'm building some crazy costumes for Halloween. Yeah, I, it keeps me busy a lot. Yeah. How long have you been in Steamboat? I've been here about seven years right now. I came up 2015 with my family. We moved up here. I took a position at the middle school. My wife got a job with the city. Just kind of settled right in. Yeah. Where are you from originally? Uh, I grew up in Iowa and then I was born in Missouri I did a lot of moving around before then. So I went west to San Francisco, did a lot of traveling abroad with my wife. And then, yeah, I've lived to other places, Chicago, Atlanta. Ah, Chicago. I'm a, I was born in the Northwest Burbs, so, yeah. but I, I'm from Wisconsin. But yeah, yeah. Nice. So Yeah, I've been in the state for about 12 years. So we did Crested Butte as well. And then we also did uh, Denver for a multiple amount of time. Yeah. Uh, listeners, hi. Welcome to Steamboat Chatter again. It's me, Duke. I'm here with Garrett Bach. You might know him from his Instagram account or other things around Steamboat. He goes by Strange Steamboat there, right? It's Strange Steamboat. Yep. We are in the caboose that he has access to at Steamboat Creates. It's his little art studio and it's amazing. You might hear lawn work outside. You might hear people climbing all over the, the caboose right now. That's yeah. just kind of part of the magic of Steamboat. That's what, what makes us all fall in love with this place. Garrett, I'm curious. I, I, I like to start out by asking people, what, what do you love about Steamboat? What is it about this place that brought you here and what is it about it that keeps you here? There's a lot of things about that, I would say. And just trying to narrow it down to a few is always a tricky thing. First and foremost, I think that, uh, you know, the mountains are amazing. And I think that if you're not born here, that is the number one draw for why you come to a place like Steamboat. I remember coming out here as a kid uh, and then I visited a couple times. And when we came to Colorado, it was always, the end goal was always the mountains. Steamboat is an incredible community as well. It has tremendous amount of people doing all kinds of amazing stuff. You know, it's not just sports or art or anything like that. There's a huge music scene as well. I think that you just got a lot of really nice people and that's what we were looking for to spend the next, you know, big chunk of our life doing. The other thing was kind of awesome about a small town like this is that you get an opportunity to kind of grow and do a whole bunch of really cool stuff in a small town like this. And so, you know, having been in a big city, there's a lot of awesome stuff to do. But you can kind of expand and be someone or do something in a place like this that you don't get an opportunity to do sometimes in a big city, at least not right away. I Okay, so I know exactly what we're going to spend the majority of our time talking about. All right, great. It's that. Okay. So I am experiencing that. And I've always been a creative. I've been a musician my whole life and done podcasting for 10 years. And I've just always wanted to like pursue it. And we moved here because of a job for my wife that afforded me an opportunity to just start pursuing this kind of thing. Mm -hmm you know, full time. And it's just like, oh, here people see it and go, well, first it's here people see it. Mm -hmm. in, in, in Madison, Wisconsin, it's not a, a huge uh, city by any means, but it's big enough that everybody very talented is doing something very creative and it's hard to get noticed. And you're right. In a, in a place like this, you can get noticed and, and people go, oh, hey, like you actually have a ton of talent. I'm very interested in that. Not that I'm getting hired by places or anything, but I think no matter what, it goes back to the size of a place like Steamboat. But I guess what is it about the size? Is There's something about this place. I think there's something about the mountains. You said it, you mm -hmm. know, there's magic here and people move here and life happens. 
You know, what, what, yeah. why? So I guess like what I'm thinking about is I remember the first time we moved to the mountains years ago, um, there was a festival in Crested Butte and they needed people and they said they needed a trumpet player. And I played in high school and I did not pick it up in 12 years, but I still had it for some reason. I don't really know why. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> And I just, it was an opportunity for me to try something like that again. Yeah. I didn't even particularly like playing it in high school, but I did, I picked it back up. I practiced for about a month and I got to participate in this huge event. It was 6,000 people and I was playing in front of them. I got really nauseous just because I got really, really nervous. Uh, in fact, I was almost had some anxiety and I was thinking about it beforehand. It was good that I did it because it kind of gave me, I guess I conquered my fear in that sense. And it made me feel like I could do other things. These opportunities exist, like you're saying, in big towns. You have more competition. Doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you won't get it, but we are smaller and we want to do things. And we look around and we find out who's here and we say, can you do this? And even if you're not the greatest, I don't know, trumpet player uh, or, you know, artist, writer, whatever, you get an opportunity to do that. And I have found a lot of times that even if, say, you don't have that experience, beforehand sometimes you can grow into those positions or become what you want to and uh maybe that's part of the magic of the mountains that i'm talking about it's just that size of mm -hmm. I, there's something really cool about a small place like this where you're just reminded that without neighbors without other residents you are alone mm -hmm. and you just need people here you need each other and there's you know, we all have our, our party lines, our whatever that, that separates us, but it's really hard to be that way in a place like this for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And, and that's, I don't, to me, that's one of the things that I have learned about Steamboat that makes me love it. Well, I think another thing too is that if you're not from here, um, it can take an effort to get here. And to be able to do that and to do it well, or even not to do it well, uh, you know, you have a drive and an ambition. And that's going to help you with wherever you're going in life. And I definitely think that regardless of whatever requirements a position may ask of you, you can learn it and you can figure it out if that's what you want. Yeah. So it sounds like one of the, one of the great things about the boat is the opportunity that it can bring. As long as you're willing to like, you can't just sit back anywhere, but it yeah. feels like, especially in a small place like Steamboat, you can't just expect things that you got to push. You got to go make it happen. So you're an artist here in town and you've been an artist, I'm assuming, like you said, for a long time. T take me on the road. Did you come here to be the art teacher or did that happen because you're an artist? This position I sort of fell into. I have various teaching licenses and I actually taught, I taught math and science for about seven years before I moved into this position. You're one of those artists that like <laughs> math and science. Yes. There's a lot of, uh, using rulers in my classroom and sometimes the kids go, Oh, you're making me do math. And I go, ha ha, I tricked you. <laughs> You've always got to do math. That's right. You know, I worked as an artist out in San Francisco for a while. Just, I worked at a museum out there. And so I learned kind of this, not just making art, but like, how do you, how do you do it as a living? And then I took the the teaching position. Um, and then now I'm the art teacher at the school. So it's all kind of come together in that sense. Yeah. Um, at least like for my, whatever my nine to five job is Right. for that. The other stuff on the side is just, I make stuff and you know, I put it somewhere and someone likes it. And if they would take it home with them, great. And then I make another one, I put it in its place. Does living in a touristy place like Steamboat as an artist, is, is that more appealing because you've just constantly got this carousel of people coming and mm -hmm. going and looking to buy things on vacation? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, some people come 
to a resort town and they're going to pick up a t-shirt. Maybe some people are going to pick up a painting, you know? And we have a lot of different artists in town that do a lot of different things. I feel like I'm a little out there for what I do. Um, <laughs> so you fit your name, Strange Yes, Steamboat. yes. Well, that I mean, that is the goal, right? To make it stranger as much as I can. Uh, and so my artwork kind of reflects that. I'll stick a, you know, like a cowboy finding a vampire and I'll do like an old-timey poster sort of design or, you know, I, I got a, created a creature called the Barricorn, which is part bear, part unicorn. Uh, <laughs> You know, it'd be awesome if, you know, we saw one running around somewhere, but I, yeah. don't, know, I don't know if I'm up to that level of creating a, you know, uh, <laughs> the creature that disappears. I'm curious back. though, cause you, it seems like you have a, you have a drive to make things stranger. Yes. Why? I don't know. I just, I love it. I love the weird stuff. Like there's some artists who go, I just want to make things beautiful. There's some mm -hmm. artists who are just like, I just want everything to look cool. Yeah. And you're just, I want things to be strange. I think that people, when they see it, they get excited. Mm. Um, they definitely get curious. Uh, so I build these giant robot suits. They're, I had one that was eight feet tall. They're not quite that tall right now. But uh, it was a giant pink robot. It was a bunny rabbit. And I stood in front of the rabbit ears motel as you come into town. It's almost like a welcome sign in a sense. Just waving one day. It was hilarious. I had people pull over and they're like, what is this thing? What are you doing? <laughs> why are you doing this? And I was like, why not? I don't know. It just, it just makes things more fun and exciting. Yeah. And, and for the public, for, for the visitor, for the resident, whatever, you know, when you see somebody unabashedly having fun and just doing their thing because they want to do it like that, that is fun. That like, mm -hmm. you can't, I don't know. I, I'm sure there are some people out there who can look at that and be angry about it, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe they don't live in steamboats. <laughs> Some of them probably do. I, I mean, art is complicated and multifaceted. My version and the things that I like are obviously strange and weird and, and things that bring joy to myself and other people. Uh, that's not the path that some artists go down. You know, they use it for other purposes, which is great. And I think that, uh, yeah, everybody's everybody can do what they want to do. So as a creative, when I, when I've helped people do podcasts, it's very hard mm -hmm. for me to separate my creative passion and my drive from yeah. their project. Mm -hmm. So I'm very curious as a teacher of children who may be passionate about art, do you try and separate your drive for strangeness from what you're encouraging them to do? Or do you just like, eh, I'm going to make you a strange artist too? <laughs> uh, can I say I do both? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do both. I, I love... Again, I'm just going to say it again and again and again. I love strange and weird. And this comes out of my class when a student draws something strange and weird. And I go, I love it. Um, but I love their other stuff that they do. I love their beautiful landscapes or if they do portraits of their family or things like that. You know, it's, it's complicated. Uh, and sometimes you just, if you teach them just a method and you say to them, uh, okay, I've shown you how to make things. Make whatever you like. Amazing things can happen. And that's, that's my favorite part of it because they are all different people. I got 150 kids and no one makes the same thing. Right. Uh, it's great to see it. And I get excited every time a project starts to wrap up and suddenly I've got all these new pieces of artwork that I get to look at. And uh, I try to put them up and share them with people because they're fantastic. And kids work hard and they're passionate about their work. And I think that's a great thing. I'm, I'm interested. I love hearing you talk about the passion that you see in your students. And I, I love that in part, it's because of your passion for the strangeness. Like I, I'm a big fan of anybody who imparts wisdom, imparts passion, things like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious, you do this with your students, but how do you do that for other people in town? I, like I, a big thing I'm yeah. all about is 
community building. Uh-huh. And so you just by doing art and being around and being known and people know your art, that does it. But I'm wondering if you take any active steps to like try and get other people other than your students involved in what you do. Yeah, that's a great question. I would say that that is definitely the ultimate goal. Part of right now with having the caboose with Steamboat Creates is that the public is allowed to come in and see while I'm working. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of First Fridays down here, and then we're going to be hosting a uh, Make Your Halloween costume, I think on October 22nd. I want to double check that date real quick. Is that the Saturday? Yeah, I think, yes, it, it, I think is. it is. Yes, it is, yeah. So October 22nd, yeah, down here at the depot, we're going to be, uh, we'll open up the caboose. We're going to, they have a crazy basement, like full of supplies down there <laughs> that you can get at any time, people in town, to just come down and make stuff. And I'll show you. I, I build like tons of costumes all the time. In fact, we're doing it right now in my classroom. So I, I feel like I know how to make some nice, quality homemade costumes. I can already tell yeah. you that my wife can't wait to meet you. That's she awesome. she is Halloween is her thing, yeah. and she's been the queen of homemade. She's she's got some of the best costumes I've ever ever mm-hmm. seen. So I'm definitely bringing her down on Saturday so that right. so that she can make a costume. It's here at the caboose. Mm-hmm. It'll all be in here. I think no. I think we're gonna open up the depot itself and so we'll be able right. to go inside. It's. I mean, when you make costumes, it gets messy. It's. <laughs> it's pretty messy when i do any when i make anything it gets messy to be honest with you yeah and they have a lot of stuff down there and so we'll be able to spread out and get some room for people to sort of work yeah that's that's the intention at the moment i don't the caboose is if you know a train caboose or not it's it's big but i mean i wouldn't have more than say six or seven people working in here at a time and even then it would get so hot all those bodies each other yeah 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 this thing is definitely a it's a hot box in the summer. It's just, it's a, it's a, I believe a, it's it. It's a metal I, box in the sun. Sauna. Uh, yeah. You know, last week we had Lisa Popovich on from Main Street Steamboat. And one of the mm-hmm. big things they do is the farmer's market. Yeah. Have you ever done a booth at the farmer's market or anything like uh, that? I have not. I do a lot of, my family and I do some traveling during the summer. And uh, Saturdays might be a day that we would do a little more hiking. My family loves it. Uh, and they go down there pretty much all the time. But I've never uh, set up a booth. And I think you're right. I mean, it's I would love to reach out and work more with people in our community. I build these robots for Halloween. It'd be amazing if I saw someone else with a giant robot downtown. Yeah. You know, I'd be very excited. So that's kind of, you know. Yard you, decorations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and, you know, I, I like that you said that connecting with people. That's the whole point of this show. The mm-hmm. whole, like. I had a show back in Madison that was very much like this, where it was just about talking to people in town to get to know them because I wanted to get to know people and know about the city that I lived in. But I also was just like, but I have the ability to put it out there. And I know that other people are going to want to feel connection and, you know, winter months are coming and some people stay inside and they feel totally disconnected. Yeah. And it's things like this that help people feel part of their community again. Is your, is it your stuff that's up in Big Iron Coffee? Yeah, uh, the owners, Bowen and Nina, um, they saw some of my stuff once and they said, hey, your stuff kind of fits our cowboy theme. Do you want to throw some stuff up? And I said, sure. And uh, I've just kind of been there for ever since. How long is that? Oh, geez, I think I've been there about two years. Wow. Yeah, it just rotates through. And I asked, I said, do you want to put some other stuff? And they said, no, we like the strange stuff you got going there. So just keep (laughs) it going. I said, all right, I'll just keep bringing new stuff down. Yeah, I love that shop. I I don't drink coffee. My parents taught me that it would stunt my growth Uh as a kid, and I wanted to be tall. I'm 6'6", so, you know. It worked. Yeah. Never had coffee, but I love uh, sparkling water, or as I call it, swatter. Uh-huh. And I'll go down there and get a Topo Chico and work all day and, yeah. and sip a Topo, one Topo Chico all day. <laughs> all day. I'm sure they're sick of me by the end of it. But I love your art. Is it all yours that's in there? 
It seems like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, well, I had, and I guess speaking of students was, I had a few students draw their own versions of Strange Steamboat at the end of last year. Okay. And, and I hung up a handful of them from students. There's, if you look really closely, they're kind of there. Yeah. It's very, it's very homey in there. And uh-huh. then, and then when you really start to, you really start to look at the walls, it starts to feel a little uncanny valley-ish, <laughs> you know, like, it's just like. Thank you. Oh, like this is a coffee shop and this is art in a, but this is a little strange. It's perfect. Yeah. It's, it's really homey. I love it. Let's talk about your favorite things to do in steamboat besides art, besides what you do in steamboat. Like, are you, you said you like to go get out and like be outdoors on, on the weekends. I think you just said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, sounds are awesome. Yo. So, <laughs> that's a- you don't got to tell me twice. I would, I would leave it at that, but yeah, just trails, um, climbing mountains or big summer thing. Uh, my family does Nordic skiing downhill. We took up mushroom hunting in the past year, which was really, really fun. I've heard it described as Easter egg hunting for adults, especially if you start to understand them and you figure it out and just they're everywhere and they're really fun to look for. Explore the mountains, you know, right? like find anything you can. Yeah. So I, much weird stuff out there. So my wife and I, we live, live out towards Clark and there's a lot of open space there that we have access to. Mm-hmm. And we started an Instagram like people do when they move to a new place, right? Especially a place that's beautiful. Yeah. And just pictures of beautiful mountains, beautiful valley, every, you know, everything that's beautiful here. And a friend came to visit and was <laughs> take taking them around the property that we live on. And he said, oh, so you've literally only been posting photos of the property you live on. And I said, yeah. And he's like, I thought you'd been traveling around the, the, the state because like this is gorgeous and it's expansive. And I was like, yeah. In certain spots in Route County and in Steamboat itself, there's certain spots that you can stand and just do it like a 360 single image each time. And it looks like you've been a world traveler. Yeah, especially up there. It's yeah. Amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Winter's coming up. Yep. And are you a winter person? Everything that you talked about outside seemed like a summery kind and I of mean, thing. I mean, I'm here for the summer. That's when we came all those times before it was always for the summer, you know, we're trying to get my daughter into more cross country skiing. This How old's year. your daughter? She's nine. Okay. So she's got downhill. She's got that down. So we're going to see if we can do a little more cross country skiing to just kind of get out a little more to different locations and things like that. Uh, winters are long. So you gotta, you gotta find something to do outside. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I mean, just, just to warn you, the, I, the worst part about winter is when it's May and it's still winter here. Right. And your friends are all like, the trees are out and we're on bicycle rides, yeah. you know, back, you know, 500 miles from here. Right. So you gotta, you gotta pick up something. I do. I, so I, I know I'm not, so I am disabled. I have neuropathy and I'm a little concerned about like skiing or snowboarding yeah. with that. But I, I don't mind being outside. I like the winter. I'm, you know, I'm from Wisconsin, you know, I'm, I'm pretty used to, I'm not used to the amount of snow that here's what's weird though, is some people go, oh, the snow's no big deal, especially lately. You won't get any. Mm-hmm. And then like somebody the other day was like, like 400 inches will probably get this year. And I'm like, <laughs> that, that is eight times as much snow as I am used to. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I remember, I mean, it's weird. I left, I moved out of Iowa and I, I went West and I said, I'm going West where it doesn't snow. <laughs> and, uh, I ended up in the mountains where yes, there are, there are times when it's, you have to shovel out your windows because right. you're, you're afraid that like a giant boulder is going to come through and break the glass. You said you got to find something to do outside mm-hmm. and you said skiing, cross country skiing. What are community events that you like? You know, talking to Lisa last week, there was all these different 
events that Steamboat's known for throughout the season of winter. Yeah. It's not just people come here for skiing. Obviously, that's a huge part of it. But if you live here, there's all of these events, obviously, all year. But what's coming up in the winter that you remember that you go, yeah, for sure that? Oh, man. The craziest one is Winter Carnival. Okay. Tell me about that. Well, there's a lot of it. There's like they close down Lincoln and, you know, the kids are dragged, you know, by horses on their skis. There's a skiing marching <laughs> band. Um, but man, the craziest one is this guy called the lighted man and he's right on my alley. What is that? Okay. So this dude, am I, when I ask, what is that? Is like yeah. everybody that's from steamboat. They're like, what, how do you not know what that yeah, is? Yeah, They'll know. But this is like, if someone who doesn't, doesn't know yeah, yeah. what it's about. So this guy, like back in the thirties, strapped a bunch of Roman candles to his head uh, and, uh, skied down house and hill. Okay. And, and then he also put car batteries on his back along with uh, Christmas tree lights. And you can stop by the museum and see the original suit because it looks crazy dangerous. Like he's got a metal can like welded to his helmet. His son did it. And then now it is, I think his younger Oh, it's son. still happening. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, so the guy did it last year and I ran him down after the show to go talk to him. Right. Because I, I, and he was just walking and like, no one's talking to him. I was like, this dude is amazing. Like why? Is why? he from Steamboat or does he come He's here? He's not anymore. I okay. think so the, it was, as far as I understand, the dad and the, and the kids lived here. The kids have moved away. The dad passed away because he started 90 years ago. Right, right. And his suit now is LED lights. Uh, so they're significantly lighter, but he still shoots Roman candles off his back. Uh, it's awesome. And this is at the Winter Carnival. Oh yeah. So yeah. I'm and definitely coming for that. Yeah. And he's like one of of the things that's going on. There's the kids ski with flares. This guy like drags like a sled that's on fire down the hill. I don't understand what's going on, but it's incredible. Tell me something yeah. strange about Steamboat that doesn't have to do with what you're doing. What's something that, that you moved here? What's uh -huh. something that when you moved here, you went perfect because I'm a strange, I like strange things and this is strange. Yeah. Fun fact. I mean, I like cowboys. Uh, so, and, and one of the big things that influenced moving West is I love this movie, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. And it turns out that Butch Cassidy's, one of his major hideouts is only about an hour and a half drive from here out past, what? yeah, past Craig. Uh, and then the other side of the river, which is a neighborhood called Brooklyn, used to be the red light district and Butch Cassidy would ride into town and he would drink there. Wow. So I've, I, I haven't heard any like amazing stories. They're like, no, he just used to come in and have a couple of beers and they would leave. So that's not exciting, but it's exciting that Butch Cassidy used to hang out here. Yeah. Which is very, very cool. And that's one of the things like sometimes we go out there and I have this idea of finding, you know, something out there, which would be amazing. Um, cause there's all, oh, it's like some, like finding like something historically linked to him. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, if you can look, there's a lot of history about the place. There's, uh, there's a lot of these old hand-drawn maps that people did in books about 70 or 80 years ago. And you look at them and they all kind of agree that the cabin that he uses his hideout is in the same place. And it'd be cool to find it, but you never know. <laughs> it's probably gone now. Yeah. You know, I, I think all the time, every time my wife and I spent a few hours in town, I would think, you know what? I'm going to go home. I'm going to buy a nice, a decent metal detector. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to come down to one of these fields and just grid it out and just... Find whatever hidden, whether it's historically significant or just somebody's lost wedding ring, whatever. Yeah. Tell me, tell me the differences that you can think of between Crested Butte and Steamboat. My, my a good friend of mine, his favorite town is mm -hmm. Crested Butte. Yeah. And I've never been, but I, I just, I find it very hard to believe that it would be better than Steamboat. Uh, it's smaller. It's higher up. Um, I feel like it's, there are aspects of living in mountains, which are difficult. Um, 
and we kind of talked about it, just, you know, making it, sometimes the isolation, things like that. And Crested Butte is a magnified version of that. So it's, it's beautiful and amazing. And I still love to go down there and I'm crazy about those mountains and hiking, but it is hard. That's how <laughs> I would describe it. It's hard when it's still, you know, like we're talking about here, it's, there's still snow on the ground in May, but down there, there's still snow on the ground and it's eight feet. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. That would be tough. Yeah. So where we live in, in May, it was, you know, this, all the snow was melted where we were at mm -hmm. and we drove five minutes up the road to Hans Peak Village and mm -hmm. it was like, oh, there's like feet of snow up here. Yeah. I, w I just, I, I understand that I live in the Rockies. I get it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I truly got it until I was here. Yeah, I would say that I had heard about it as well before we moved to the mountains. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. I'm from Iowa. We get snow. But then I came here and I was just blown away by it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the constant digging to get your car out. Is, yeah, that's not something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. I got a carport now. Yeah. That's, that's the way to go. I've been, we, we don't really have that option. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that's going to happen. I think more and more as I get to talk to people about what they like about the place, or what they like about Steamboat and the normal things that they do every day, at least for me, it doesn't feel that normal here. It, mm -hmm. it just, driving to the grocery store certainly doesn't feel like this in Wisconsin. All right, Garrett, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything else? Is there something you want to plug? Is there a website that people can go see you? I know that you've oh, got, man. you're an artist, so I assume that you have art for sale places. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, if you're in town, Stop by Ohana downtown. Awesome shop. I got a few things there. Big Iron, obviously. Get yourself a Tobo Chico. That's uh, right. And sit down and look at the art. Strange Steamboat. That's what you can look me up as, or Garrett Bach. Come down here to the depot. Check out the caboose. Yeah, come down October 22nd. If you don't have a Halloween costume yet, or your kids don't, or whoever, Yeah, come hang out with people and create some stuff. Yeah, make something strange. It's going to be fun. <laughs> make something <laughs> strange. I love it. You can find links to all of Garrett's stuff in the show notes if you look there right now. Also, listeners, people, Steambodians. Is it Steambodians? What is it? Sure. Yeah. Steam, <laughs> Steambodians, I need your help. I need people to come on this show and talk to me and tell me the things they love about Steamboat so that we can all feel connected and build this community to be even greater than it already is. So thank you for listening. Please reach out to me. You can find us on Instagram. That's the best place to connect with me and let us know who should be on Steamboat Chatter. We'll catch you next time. Steamboat Chatter is a production of Mortarbox Media. It's produced, engineered, and edited by Adam Rosted. To learn how we can help you start your own podcast, reach out to us on our Instagram. The link's in the show notes here.